Do you like how throughout this episode, anytime we've been positive, I come back immediately with a negative? You have turned into me. Oh, boy. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks number 153 for March 25th, 2016. <laughs> we're a little off our game, aren't we, Jason? It's uh, actually we're, a- we're extremely off our game because it is now 3.30 in the afternoon, our yeah, time. We I usually had a, rec- record yeah. this at 9. Uh, I asked you to wait an hour because I actually have some friends from uh, Toronto staying with me, and uh, they weren't getting out of the house until 9.45, and then that hour became you had disaster after disaster, and now it's 3.30, and I have a beer. Yeah, no, I have a glass of wine now. I'm going to relax. It has been a terrible, terrible day. I screwed up my day job's uh, uh, Friday episode. And uh, so it was perfect timing that you actually needed an hour, but I needed an hour and a half. And then (laughs) once we got back to it, then it was just, oh, oh, I didn't realize I had another show to do. (laughs) uh, Oopsies. Oh, well. Well, it's appropriate that we both have a beverage because it is our three-year anniversary show. Happy anniversary, Brian. Happy anniversary, Jason. Uh, What is is the three years? Is that like wood or dirt or something like that? Uh, I should have looked that up. I actually probably had that with my wife a couple of years ago. Let's see. Let's, How long did you been married? Googlebot. Oh, God, you had to put me on the spot with that, didn't you? <laughs> uh, we're on four. So let's see. It was just last year. Traditional anniversary guest by year. I'm just checking out the Googlebot here. Oh, uh, yes. Googling is always such good radio. Uh, number three is leather and or crystal slash glass. Uh, well, leather kind of probably would be for us back in our 20s, but uh, I think we'll go with crystal slash glass now. Yes. So we're going to have a glass glass of beer and a glass of wine. Yes. And again, tomorrow, uh, you guys are hearing this pretty late, but if you're in the LA area, come down to Finn McCool's tomorrow at Santa Monica at 2 p.m. We're going to be getting together and uh, just hanging out with anybody that shows up. I know. I looked at the Facebook group, uh, the invite. We've got like 14 people coming. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be a good crew. So yeah, if you're in town, definitely come and hang out because it'll be fun. We don't really do this that often on a no. we've never done it on Saturday. We always do it on Fridays after we record the show where nobody shows up because everybody's because got Friday. a job. Yes. Because it's Friday. <laughs> oh uh, man. Okay. So let's just get to it. Stop let's, patting let's ourselves get to on it. the back here. Yes. Um uh, yeah. I wanted to follow up with your thing about psychology. You had posted that thing about uh, everybody was freaking out in the world because they weren't able to replicate results, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, uh, bad science, you mean? Yeah, bad science. Well, yeah, again, there's a there's a follow-up article on that. This is on Slate. Uh, it's in our show notes, and it asks our sketchy practices in the lab to blame for the replication crisis in psychology research. And, you know, in a disprove of Betteridge's law, the answer is yes. Oh, really? Yes, they are. Slate and- actually... Broke Betteridge's law of headlines. That's great. They, they did. Um, and I'm not surprised by this because, as I've mentioned, I was a psychology major in in college. And, yeah, read through. It's an incredibly long article, but it goes through all the kind of crap that psychologists have done. Sloppy researching techniques, uh, bending results to meet the, the, you know, the result that they wanted so they could, so they could publish. It's a mess. Okay. So they came up. It's basically when they come up with the desired output they want. They yeah. they make the study work to their advantage so they get the output or the you know the answer that they want. Yeah, so there's a lot of that going on and a lot of just people being stupid. Oh my god, people <laughs> are stupid? I never knew. I never knew. Uh, we wouldn't have a podcast if they weren't. 
This, so, is, yeah. this is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you posted a YouTube link. Um, yeah, some- this is a video uh, for Sustainable Programmable Manufacturing by Andrew Hessel. And <clears throat> I started to watch it, and I was fascinated by it because it's, it's about using, like, 3D printing technology for biology. And yeah. I really, really wanted to watch it, but I've had a really bad week. I didn't watch it, but you did. So tell me about it. I actually did end up watching this. I didn't get a chance, but then you disappeared for a couple more hours and I, I I watched it. It's really cool. You know how we said we're, we were so done being programmers and coders. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I I want to be a bio coder. Really? This is all about basically coding with DNA. It is cool as crap. Um, Super interesting. I mean, this is like cutting edge science. Unfortunately, I think we'd both have to go back to school and get some degrees and some things that we don't have degrees in. Or maybe not because we know what the curve on technology for these things is. It's going to be pushing buttons pretty soon, you know. Beep, boop, beep. There you go. <laughs> uh, but it's super cool. I definitely think you you need to watch this video, Jason. It was exciting. Um, it's it, it, inspiring. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that like goes, oh, that makes me kind of go, Maybe I'm not going to be so bored. Maybe there are other things for me to be doing besides this web crap. No, you know, that's the, that's the interesting thing about this. When I saw that, I, I did get excited. I'm like, oh, this is, this is really interesting stuff. And lately, I've started to get really excited about 3D printing, believe it or not. I mean, I know it's a couple, it's, it's a couple years old and, you know, the, the glory days might be gone. But I think we're actually coming into a place right now where... 3D printing, drone technology, believe it or not. Yes, uh, all of yep. the stuff we make, make fun of um, <laughs> is actually like really exciting and really fun because we've kind of hit that, that peak moment where the technology is starting to get good enough where it's worth doing, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've heard, you know, a lot of talk about CRISPR, which is basically DNA splicing and that sort of thing. I mean, this is all cutting edge, but the technology is there. I mean, there's a huge terrifying aspect and. I'm sure we'll start to have stories and security about that, but uh, it's cool. I mean, this is exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff to go into our fourth year with. No, absolutely. And you know what the thing about it is? It's affordable stuff. Yeah. Like we can actually really like afford to go and get these devices that these people are doing this stuff with. You know, I, like I said, my first drone comes next week. I'm excited about that. I can get a, a 3D printer for a thousand bucks. I don't have a thousand bucks, so I can't get one right now. But <laughs> at some point, maybe I can get a 3D printer to print me a new water heater. Maybe. I think it, they're not quite that large yet, but we'll get there. In the news. Yep. So we just came from that super upbeat uh, little uh, intro there. I'm going to uh-huh. destroy all of it right now. Excellent. That's what that's what we live for. Destroying. There, there is an article on <sighs> Medium. Medium. <laughs> uh, it's called Deep Learning is going to teach us all the lesson of our life of our lives. Jobs are for machines. This is everything I've been screaming about. Um, <laughs> this was written by a guy named Scott Santines. Santines. I'm not entirely sure how that's pronounced because I'm just reading it. Uh, uh, I think it's Scott Santins. Santins. And he wrote this after the whole go thing. Yes, the this is where um, the the Google bot basically yes. beat uh, Lee Sedol yes. uh, from out Al- in the bots called AlphaGo. Yeah, and I wasn't really too aware of what Go was until I read this article, which is quite long, but much it's very worth it. Uh, Go is like super. It's a fourteen mega- minute read. Fourteen minutes. What you, are you going to do? It is worth every second. This is. Uh, it, <sighs> 
<laughs> this basically goes through how none of us will have jobs within 10 to 15 years. Excellent. I don't like work. I don't like to work. Yes, but the problem is we have not figured out what we're going to do with... Remember how I always complain about how we're hurtling towards Star Trek economics, but we don't have the replicators. We don't have the replicator to actually make us food. Earl Grey hot. No. Yeah, we don't have any of that. And he actually mentions all of that stuff in this article, and it goes way deep into it. And I had no idea. There's actually... (laughs) You think people freak out about Bernie Sanders right now. There's this concept called universal basic income that, that... Economic economics uh, economists economists. I don't know why. Well, I'm looking at the word. Well, I know, I know. There, there. It, it, it is economists. Three forty in the afternoon, and there has been beer. So it's yeah. they're they're economists. Forward thinking economists are starting to support, which is just basically this idea of we just give you money because there are no more jobs for you, and this is how you survive. And maybe you just start to do things that are that are fun because uh, and creative because that's all that's really left for us because everything else has been taken over by AIs or robots. But and, who, who's, I mean, the people have to, there has to be somebody to build the robots, maintain the robots, build the AIs. Yes. You know, it's, it's just like, this okay, where, so this is where we have the Morlocks and the, you know. And this is why this is a 14 minute read. Okay. <laughs> they get really into it. It gets really deep into, you know, and basically it's a call to arms saying we have to start thinking about this because it's coming a lot faster than we think it would. That's because the, yeah, that's the scary saying, part. Yeah. As they were saying about the go thing up until the machine one, they were at the, 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 the most learned people in this area were like, Oh, it's like 10 years away before an AI is going to beat beat a human player. Yeah. And then it was like, oops, it, Oh crap. It just happened. Yeah. Uh, that was quick. And, <laughs> that, uh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> well, that, and the other thing is he's talking about is the escalation about this stuff. It's exponential. It's not linear. Yes. It's exactly, actually parabolic, yeah. which is what they're saying. And they're doing, this is a big, 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 big deal. And people need to start thinking about it. Go read this article. If you don't believe me, it's an awesome read. It's well thought out. Um, really, really good. And, and terrifying actually. <laughs> I, I see. I don't think it's terrifying. I actually look at this with with a, a bunch of hope because really smart people are thinking about this stuff now. Hopefully, and it, I think this is what's going to not get us to Skynet. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely going to check this out because this is it, this is like one of those things that I'm really into right now. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm, I'm I am so fascinated by how fast we're getting to this stage. You know, yeah, it, that is exciting and the scary part because it is coming a lot faster than we think it is, and we need to really seriously think about retooling our entire the entire way our society works. Otherwise, it's going to be. I mean, you think there's no middle class now? It's going to be the people that own the robots and the rest of us huddled in a corner. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, fun times, fun yeah. times. Following up on that a little bit, I thought this was interesting and I came across this article by Lisa G. Now, I'm not a huge Howard Stern follower. Um, I listen to him every now and then because I still have Sirius in my car, but I do remember that she was on that show for a long time. Uh, smart, smart woman, funny reporter type. Um, she left the show, I guess, last year, which I didn't even know about. Uh, she was in her fifties and out of work. You don't listen that often. (laughs) No, I definitely don't listen that often. Uh, and she wrote an entire article about how difficult it was for her to find a job, even with all the experience that she has, the name recognition that she has. Uh, she had a best-selling book. She could not get a job. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. One bit. Media media is a hard business, you know, yep. as we know, because we work in media and yep. we work in the entertainment business. We know that there's only so many hours in the day 
yes. that people can consume media. So mm-hmm. when you want to get into that business, you're going up against everybody else. And <laughs> it's for that, 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 that timeshare. Yeah, exactly. There's only so much time out there. So it, it, it's a good article. I mean, she eventually ended up doing fine. And I'm not entirely sure I agree with her premise at the end, which is take any opportunity because you never know where it's going to go. I think there are some things that you just don't take. But well, I think yeah, the, no, definitely. <laughs> I think the thing that you would love about this is uh, there was a spot in, in it where she asked the question, what do you do when your industry is disappearing? Which is what a lot of people I know in the music industry are asking themselves right now. And also uh, in the web development industry. I mean, same yes. thing. Yes, that's that's why I'm sitting here talking to you right now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, WordPress. Uh, but she talks about radio because that she's worked in radio, and radio is also, you know, as an industry that's completely and utterly shrunk. But the funny thing that I think you'll agree is is uh, she went, oh, but there's internet radio. There's internet. She said internet radio. Well, you know, podcasts. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. But she used the words internet radio. Well, yes, yeah, so she is in her fifties. Uh, I'm in my forties. Guess what? I know what a podcast is. Get with the technology. If you want to actually have a job, sorry, educate yourself. Yes. Well, she has a job, so she's okay. Okay. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's supporting the RE 20 too. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, talking about expanding media and other things that are to take people's attention away from anything else that exists right now, like podcasts, the first batch of Oculus Rift have shift, have shift, have shipped. Shipped. Okay. I was, I was like, they've shifted. I, I, is, is that like the new uh, disruption? They're going to pivot? Is shifting the new. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're shifting as well. Anyways. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, start arriving on 328. So you're going to see a bunch of uh, idiots wearing these stupid things. It's like Google Glass, even worse. See, I, I here's the deal. Okay. Yes. I'm, I am of two minds with VR. <laughs> I am of two minds. Half of me thinks we're going to be giant fat Wally people riding around in our hover chairs, going to, you know, Walmart and Jason, have you been to a Walmart recently? Yes, I do. I go to Walmart. We're, we're, I, I go to Walmart ha- to make myself feel good about my body we're, image. We're half we're halfway there without the VR. Exactly. When I go to Walmart, I when I walk out of there, I feel sexy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I feel sexy. All right. Um, but and I also have a ninety-eight thousand inch TV that I just got. <laughs> because they're like 20 bucks. Uh, the thing about, but when it, when it comes to this stuff, yes, I think that we might be going down the wrong road with it, but I also think that it has the potential to be a kind of transformative technology. I, I really I do don't doubt that there are a hundred thousand actual really good uses for VR tech in the future. The problem that I always have with this is the hype at the beginning. And I'm, you know, it's they're a music artist deciding they want to do this. So we can create a virtual experience where it feels like you're standing at a concert. No, that's no fun. That's it's no, not, it's not, it's not it's any not, fun because you know what, when you're at a concert when the, and you hear that bass player, like sitting there and just running out those riffs, you feel it in your chest. Yeah. It's not like, you know, okay, I can listen to it on my amazing Panasonic or Right. earbuds or whatever but it's you feel it it's visceral no, and it's a it's a community experience like i said that i think there are really valid uses for it what a boring one being real estate which will take the drones out of the real estate market because this is better no so. it's not the drones have to go film the the actual house you know mm, yeah so i i've actually got clients waiting for me to get my drone and <laughs> i will I, I will have paid for that drone on day two Excellent. Well, from from actually doing me. doing fly arounds of houses. Okay, I just can't go over four hundred feet, and I can't go to five thousand feet and try and take down an a uh, three eighty. Yeah, but I'd rather you didn't do that. 
Yes. No, but I think there's, I, I seriously, like, you know, I'm starting to become more pragmatic about what these technologies can really deliver to us. Okay. And thinking about it in, in a way that's not just being a grumpy old geek and, and mm. thinking, what can we do with this that would actually be fun? So yeah, opt- optimistic Jason's a little creepy and bumming me out a little bit. Let's let's get you cranky. And wait, optimistic me is bumming you out? The fact yeah. that I'm looking forward to the future makes you bummed out. What's right. wrong with you? Well, let's talk about stupid crap that you don't like. Excellent. All right, let's talk about the death of Instagram for brands. Uh, I, this, this I didn't know there was a birth of Instagram for brands. Oh yeah, some brands have done very very well on Instagram. Anything you can't I mean, put links in a in an Instagram post doesn't matter. It's particularly, I, I did an article a couple of weeks ago about the clothing industry and how they're all over it. The fashion, it's all about that. So yeah. Anyways, they're going to have guess. some problems now because we should actually have a new segment called All of This Has Happened Before and It'll All Happen Again. Uh, the Instagram. That's the title of our show. What are you talking about? I know. <laughs> the Instagram feed is now going the way of the Facebook feed and the Twitter feed, and uh, these things are all the exact same. So, are you, are, you, are, you, are you telling me they're going algorithmic? They are going algorithmic with their no. feed. No. Shocking. No. And of course, they always sell it as most of our people, most users only see 30% of the things, and we're trying to give them the best oh. 30%. Meaning, we are trying to charge you ass over fist to be able to keep your brand going on Instagram, just like they did in Facebook, just like they're doing on Twitter. Yawn. Oh, man. that, that You have no idea how bummed I am that that is what they're going to do. It's a photo site. Photos. Yep. You go linear. You go <laughs> linear. If you do... Oh, Look, oh, I, would man. Argue, I argue that Facebook should be linear because I want to see a time-based list. But, you know. Well, yeah, you can get linear, but you have to scroll down every time and hit most I, recent, and then it resets every time you log back in. Yes. That's, I why, that's why I'm never on Facebook anymore. <laughs> but I'm... And, and guess where I am? Instagram. But okay. now if no. they're going to do do this crap... Well, you can, you can pivot over to Snapchat because guess what they're doing? What are they doing? They're buying Bitstrips, the company that turns you into an emoji, because apparently we're bored with just vomiting rainbow colors out of our mouths or using all the crazy filters. Now you can just be a cartoon character on it instead. Uh, explain this to me, because this is just a little bizarre. Why is it bizarre? Uh, they, they want to turn you into an emoji? Well, you'll just be able to probably animate your emoji and make your emoji do all sorts of things and blah, blah. And you can do uh, whatever the kids do on the Snapchat. Oh my God. Oh. It's just another thing to add to it that they can upsell you on when I, they start selling you on things, which they have already. Right. Yeah. 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 So, there I, you go. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this article right now and I, I, I am dying a little bit inside. Well, uh, so social networks are crap. They, they've always been crap. I mean, we started with Friendster. Come on. <laughs> you know? I, think, I think we should all just go, go to Ella. Uh, hello. And oh, I've got some hello follow up, by the way. Mm-hmm. I too have unsubscribed from every hello newsletter. And guess how many I got today? How many? 10. Yeah. Oh, well, you Ten. have like seen accounts, don't you? Well, yeah, apparently there's five of them that I, I should have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I should have figured out what was going on there. But yes, I got 10 emails from hello today telling me about all the people that I should start following. Yeah, I, I I have unsubscribed. I haven't gotten one today, so maybe mine finally took. But I only have the one account, so who knows? Yes, I have fifteen accounts because I I have because you are of, insane. No, I have a lot of people who I I protect their IP for. Okay. Um. But yes, no. It it's just like what, what where'd this come from? 
Stop it. Seriously. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, speaking of things I know nothing about, Yahoo. Yahoo. Uh, it's been a kind of a running joke on our show that we have absolutely no idea what Yahoo actually does or what they intend to do or how they make any money or what they really want to do in the future. Uh, apparently, a lot of other people agree about this because Yahoo is apparently up for sale. But if you read this article from Recode, they're not very forthright about it or very helpful to people that have shown any interest in buying them. Um, Who the hell would buy <laughs> Yahoo? Well, that's a really good question, but apparently Microsoft is getting into it now. Uh, they're not going to buy Yahoo outright, <laughs> but they are going to fund other people who may be interested in buying Yahoo, which makes no sense to me whatsoever, and I'm sure must be illegal, except it's probably legal because of lawyer tricks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing about Yahoo is the only reason that Yahoo is worth a single cent is mm. because of their investment in Alibaba. Yeah. Period. That's yeah. it. It's the only reason that Yahoo exists. I don't know. So, My dad still uses their, their homepage. Yeah, because he can't figure out how to uninstall that stupid search bar, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, which, which honestly, there should be. If we, could, if we could educate the elder classes about what has happened to them with this Yahoo search bar, we could have a class action lawsuit that would just be the, the most amazing class action lawsuit of all time. Well, I think but, I found something for you to pivot to, Jason. I'm going to pivot to that, yes, except I'm not a lawyer, so talk to your wife. Okay. Well, she's a little busy right now. Okay. Uh, Intel has officially slowing down the pace of CPU releases because everything's gotten too damn small. Yeah, yeah it's called <laughs> physics. It's yes. physics. Yeah, Moore's Law is finally starting to, to break as predicted uh, about 10 years ago. I think the timing is even about right for when people predicted it would happen. So not surprising. We're going to need major breakthroughs in physics or and or nanotech. Before wait, wait, wait. Ray Kurzweil hasn't gotten on board with this to figure out how we are going to get to the singularity. He's, he's a little too busy swallowing the 7,000 pills he takes every <laughs> yeah, single day. He's got too many vitamins to take. But he'll get around <laughs> like, to I need to stay alive a little bit longer. <laughs> I gotta make it. Somebody will <laughs> come through with something, maybe CRISPR. Anyways. Uh, yeah, uh, so before it was yeah. process, architecture, lather, rinse, repeat. Now it's process, architecture, and optimization. Yes. We did talk about this on our Up to Speed podcast. And yep. uh, if you're not listening to the Up to Speed podcast, I recommend you do because because damn it, damn it. <laughs> we yep. make it listen, make to, it. It, listen to it yeah we kind of <laughs> just do the daily news there but uh and then if it's worth repeating on friday we do so that's what yes. happens so the, um, th the thing about this is you know and yes it, it it's sad this week that we lost andy grove from intel yes. and now that in maybe that's why they're slowing down the pace because andy's not around anymore to to poke him in the butt with a cattle prod but <laughs> um no, we're we are really running into physical limitations on how computer chips work because yep. when you get to that small of a die, the electricity basically bleeds over to other circuits. You know, it's like you've got these little tiny, little tiny things. I mean, they're when you say nanometers, yeah, you can't actually fathom how small that is. It's even smaller than Donald Trump's tiny little hands. His tiny little hands, yes. <laughs> We'll get into Donald Trump at some point. Maybe that'll be our closing shout out. But yes, uh, no, these things are, are getting so small that there's you cannot get past the physics of electrical bleed, which will then flip bits on another circuit. And that's where things are really coming into, you yeah. know, that's the problem. No, you, you also, you mentioned slowing down and um, physical limitations. Mm -hmm. um, I, you're middle-aged, right, Jason? 
I'm 44 years old. Yes. Uh, I'm also middle aged. I'm I'm 42. Uh, guess who's joined us? Who has joined us? Apple. Apple is 40, though. Apple is 40 years We're old. We're older so than Apple. They are slowing down and uh, have some physical limitations these days, or at least that's the argument being made uh, by Bob O'Donnell, who is a founder and chief analyst of tech analysis research. Um, tech analysis research. Ooh. Yeah. And he makes, I think, a, a pretty good argument. We're, we're seeing Apple become a more mature company. It's, it's not out there going crazy and doing crazy things and throwing hammers through crazy-ass windows and stupid commercials made in the 80s anymore. It's, it's a real company. It's a, of course it is. It's the biggest company in the world. They're and the second they, biggest company in the world. And yes, and they have shareholders. I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah and they, they have got, shareholders. They got passed by Alphabet a couple oh, weeks God. ago. So. Okay. Well, uh, yes, the second biggest company in the world. And I think world. Exxon is the third. Uh, which is it? It still boggles the mind that that's that's how things work. It's yeah. like uh, gas <laughs> that we actually all buy every day is the third biggest company in the world. Look, even people that don't use gas have iPhones. It's kind of strange. That is, no, <laughs> the homeless people I see who don't have cars, they have iPhones. Yes, everybody has an iPhone. Not everybody uses gas. Uh, <laughs> Which is a bit weird. Uh, he makes an argument that Apple is no longer the spry young thing that it used to be, but it, that actually could be a good thing. And I enjoyed it. So it's an interesting think piece on where Apple is at now and where they may be moving to in the future. And it kind of made me go, well, I'll hold on to that stock a little bit longer. Okay. I got, I got my stock. Yep. I'm good with it. Um, and in, the, in non-shocking news of the week, uh, Netflix, they've been screwing you if you're on AT&T or Verizon. They're degrading um, the video quality. They're putting on caps. They said they weren't. Oh, they are. Oh, well, <laughs> how about that? How about that? <laughs> uh, I'm on AT&T, but I don't get my Netflix through AT&T. Yeah, I know. You and I don't because, again, we're middle-aged, but uh, this is what the kids do. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching Orange is the New Black on my phone, okay? Yeah. I think that who was the one director just made a plea about that? Like, just for the love of God, don't watch my movie on your phone. I don't know who that is, but if you can find it, put it in the show notes because I want to give him a pat on the back. Because yeah, I remember hearing about that. I, I think it might be. Jay, I think it might have been Abrams because uh, oh, really? Force Awakens is in Sweden. Oh, he's yeah. He's <laughs> just like, don't steal my movie and watch it on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, poor JJ because he's not rich enough. <laughs> anyway, yes. So yeah, I, I, I here's the thing. This is Slate, right? Yes. The title of this is Netflix has been degrading video quality on AT&T and Verizon, and it's really messed up. Look, okay, we could do I'm, I'm entire, sorry, but and it's really messed up. We could do an entire episode. Actually, we could do every episode about how bad editors titles are for articles. This is ridiculous. It's like it, you're writing to a third grader. Well, yeah, third graders can't afford Netflix is all I'm saying. I don't know. Most third graders I know are addicted to it. <laughs> yeah, but they can't buy it. That's true. Okay. So Cadillac. Yes. I, I, I have a love hate relationship with Cadillac because when I grew up, my, my family, we had Eldorados. We had, um, we had, we had tons of Cadillacs because my family loved Elvis. I'm, and I'm coming out saying it. They loved Elvis. Okay. I listened to Elvis on eight tracks in all of the Cadillacs that we had. And this whole new Cadillac generation, they are some of the ugliest cars I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry, they are. 
But what Cadillac has done now is they have skirted the regulations to figure out how to put a video camera feed in your rearview mirror. That's and cool. I give them credit for that. that I give them cool. huge credit for that. I mean, you talk about a company that you don't expect to be forward thinking. It's Cadillac. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like the only thing that Cadillac. would be weirder is Oldsmobile. <laughs> or what Pontiac, who doesn't even exist anymore. But yeah, so they have a little, uh, what they've got is they've got a camera on the back and, and a little toggle switch. So you can look at a regular mirror, which you can't see anything on. And then you can flip the tab and then you can see out of the camera in the back. Good on you, Cadillac, because what the problem was, was the uh, National Highway Transportation and Safety Association wouldn't let them do it with just a camera. So they had to come up with a technological solution to make it work. And I, I, I applaud them for making this work. Yeah, it looks really cool. It was a good thinking, guys. Yeah, yeah, because you got you have a wider angle of view. It's brighter, and you can see you can see about everything you're going to run into when you back <laughs> up. So excellent, good for them. Speaking of cars, Dyson, the people yes. with the proper amount of suction, are going <laughs> to be making electric cars. Uh, uh, I, yeah, we talked about this a little bit on up to speed as well. I mean, my point being, aren't you? They're a little bit late to the game on this one, and please don't make it look like your vacuums. I I kind of like their vacuums. I mean, like I said, they like I said on the Up to Speed podcast, they look like iMac 1.0, you know. All right. Yeah, um, not a good look for a car, just saying. Uh, I know. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence with that because cars nowadays need to we need some kind of disruption in nope. in the car market. Okay. I I don't think Dyson's the company to do it. I don't even think they have enough money. I've, everybody's waiting for Apple to get in, but they're not well, going to. They're just going for the dashboard. So the pro, Yeah, the problem with Dyson is mm. that their vacuums suck <laughs> because and they don't suck. That's the problem. Actually, I, I think my Dyson vacuum is fantastic. What I have a problem with is my Dyson fan. That thing is so goddamn loud. And like I, I've <laughs> said it before, we need louder cars when they come to this electric stuff because you need to hear them coming. You right. have to hear a car coming down the road. No, I because agree. you will die if it, it. I'm going to lose this show to Brian Schulmeister because he's going to get killed by an electric car in in Venice at some point. It's almost happened a few times already. It's happened every week <laughs> for the last three years. Yes. You've bitched about the Prius every week. The only and difference being, uh, if you put the sound on it, I'll just hear my death coming. It's still not going to change the driving habit of the idiots in the car. Yeah, well, that's that. Trust me, that has nothing to do with the Prius. <laughs> uh, that's being in Southern California where people just don't know how to drive and they're narcissistic assholes. Yeah, but I agree. Anyway, I think the Dyson, the Dyson fan car, you know what they should do? They should do the hovercraft. They should do a hovercraft. They should take those fans, those fans and it'll, put them on the back of a hovercraft. And that will be the new Dyson electric car. It'll be the loudest hovercraft in the world. <laughs> All the gators in, in Florida will be running for the hills. And we'll be right back. But now, a word from our sponsors. Security? Ha! So I used the Google bot on the break, and it was J.J. Abrams that recently just uh, pled with viewers not to watch The Force Awakens on a phone. Uh, but as I Googled that, I found out David Lynch asked people not to watch movies on a fucking phone. He used that actual wording in, back in 2008. So, What movies that he made that you shouldn't be watching on a fucking phone? 
David Lynch movies? Any yeah. of them. Okay. All of his movies are cinematically brilliant. Can you imagine Twin Peaks, the little midget in the red room? No way. Uh, yeah, actually, I can because I watched it on my iPad. Uh, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> it's not you people. So we have a hack of the week. Uh, hackers have raided Verizon Enterprise customer data. 1.5 million are affected. And instead of just releasing them, they're trying to sell the data online in a, air quote, closely guarded underground cybercrime forum. Uh, there's there's a closely guarded <laughs> underground cybercrime forum don't, that don't has made it to the, the actual like mainstream media. Okay. Apparently, yes. Uh, for the asking price of $100,000, uh, the hackers responsible are also offering to sell information regarding weaknesses in Verizon's website so other people can hack it. And uh, they are also offering to buy chunks of the 100,000 records for $10,000 a piece. Here's the deal. <laughs> what I've learned after three years of doing this show... Criminals are stupid. They're yeah. really stupid. Yeah. That's it. Of course they're. Yeah. I'm just going with that. <laughs> okay. You're just going to go with that? Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, going with that because they're going to get caught. They're yeah. going to get caught. Well, as soon as there's any kind of tracing back of money, as soon as money exchanges hands, uh, unless you're just going with... Uh, oh, it, what, but what if it's Bitcoin? Yes, what if it's well, Bitcoin? Whatever Bitcoin is worth at any particular moment, it's still yes. way too volatile. We need, we need all the Bitcoin to get that $100,000 because Bitcoin is not worth anything anymore because everybody has left Bitcoin. Exactly. Uh, I found an article on The Verge. Uh, this is written by Ashley Carmen, and I just found it funny because she basically lists off everything that we say to do because she did it too late. Okay, what's well, the what's the what's the title of the article? Lessons to learn from my Mexican phone theft nightmare. So she went to Mexico and got her phone stolen? Yes. Okay, so what did she do? Well, and the funny thing about this is she's a tech writer. Okay. She's a cybersecurity/tech reporter. Oh, okay. I this is going down the this is going down a really bad path right now. I know I know what's going. This is and bad. she she officially states that I realize that I probably should have done all of this and I have lapsing operation security. Oh, so, so she's got shitty opsec. Is yeah. what she's saying? Yes, she, okay. yes. And then her phone unfortunately was stolen from her hotel room, and she went through a complete nightmare. But she ends up bullet pointing everything that she says you need to do at the end, which we've been saying for ages. I'm going to start you, with the first one, and then okay. we'll we'll just trade off. Okay, we'll trade off. Use a password manager. One password being our preferred favorite. Enable two-factor authentication. Get into your accounts immediately after a theft and reset your passwords. Clear your remembered devices. Make sure you have security software on your Android to help with locating your device and remotely wiping it. It also helps if you enable it, which she discusses. Uh, if you have an iPhone, make sure Find My iPhone is enabled. Keep a backup device enabled. Have passwords handy, if possible, and try to change them over secure Wi-Fi connections. Use a VPN. There you go. This is this is <laughs> I think this is episode two of Grumpy Old Geeks. So I'm glad that The Verge is finally caught up with with us. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's good times. Anyways, uh, it's worth the read if you haven't done a lot of those things and it tells you why you should do them uh, in cyber war news. The U.S. is just cyber war. Yes, the U.S. indicts seven Iranian hackers over cyber attacks. Those were on uh, banks and the New York Dam. Yes, this, yeah, was, this, this is was in like 2012, 2013. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I've listened to uh, the Cyberwire podcast recently, and they were talking about this. And by the way, if you're not listening to the Cyberwire podcast and you care about the security stuff, definitely check those guys out. They do a great job every <laughs> day. Um, so the 
the thinking behind indicting Iranian hackers that you can't even get to yeah. is that at some point they want to go on vacation <laughs> and you can get them if they go to a country that is yes. in our coalition of friendliness as it yes, were. As so it were. that's the entire point. Cause it's like, Oh, why are you indicting hackers in Iran? Uh, well, because they at some point will like to leave Iran, you know? Maybe. Yes. And then we can get them then. So it's yes. interesting. Um, Nest, uh, I saw the headline next new frontier for the smart home is all about security. If it can pull it off. And you and I always discuss about how the internet of things, the worst problem with it and why we're not adopting it is lack of security. Unfortunately, it wasn't the security I was thinking. Okay. What is this? Uh, I read through the whole article and they're making a big push to start doing things like, uh, home security, which is sensors that alert when doors and windows are open, a portable Bluetooth sensor that you could attach to a keychain, <laughs> all the things, uh, a wireless yeah, hub that would tie yeah. a Wi-Fi router to a series of internet connected devices across the home. All the things that if you do not implement proper security on, which nobody is talking about, will screw you. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> when I was in Thailand, I was in Bangkok and I went to this uh, electronics bazaar in, in Bangkok and for $30, mm-hmm. I bought uh, w- which basically is a felony over here, but uh, I bought a Wi-Fi jammer Yeah, that also had Bluetooth jamming right. and uh, you just pressed a button and it was jammed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Nest is going to get around people that like to go to Thailand and spend $30. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's it's a real issue, and again, why my house will not be Internet of Thinged anytime soon, not even with Nest devices. Comment of the week. Big thank you to our new Patreon subscriber, Jeff Scopin. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate it. We appreciate it greatly. <laughs> so we have a some comments this week. Uh, the first we're going to talk about is uh, from Twitter. That's at GOG Podcast. It's from Evan B. Caught Brian's comments on Apple Music on Up to Speed. They fixed the problem with large libraries. It's actually not bad now. I need to figure out what not bad now means. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's a very, <laughs> very vague uh, term. Does that mean it can take 100,000 plus songs? Yeah, or, that's the difference. It's like, because uh, before it was 25,000, then they went to 100,000, and now, uh, well, here's the deal. Brian has a big library. Uh, yeah, I have like almost a quarter of a million songs in my iTunes library, and even if it can handle it, I mean, the I heard the upload and the whole process of doing that can take forever if you don't even have that large of a library. So, uh, I, I've, again, I've been saying all along, I would love to pay for and use Apple Music. It'd be great. I cannot. So cannot. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it again. Uh, thanks for mentioning that, Evan. Okay. Thank you, Evan. And MOS6502 says, uh, GOG podcast pronunciation of pagan was fine. Um, and that would be my pronunciation, not yours. Well, I said pagan <laughs> and you said pagan. This is which the, is just like, what the this hell? Is the a pagan? Sec- <laughs> this is the second time in a month I've been called to task. Be- it it wasn't the word pagan. Of course I know how to pronounce pagan. It was a name. Especially since you hang out with all those Wiccans at Disneyland, you know, <laughs> as you were growing up as a goth. Come this on. Is the, this is the second time I've been brought to task in, in a month for mispronouncing someone's name that I have never heard aloud. I have only read. There are many different ways that 
a name can be pronounced. That could be Pagan. That could uh, very uh, easily on. Uh, yes. <laughs> Look at no, P-A-G-A-N. Damn it. <laughs> I, whatever. Come on, you it know it. It could very easily be. It's not the word, it's a name. Names can be pronounced differently. We see that all the time. Right? Okay. Hey, 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 hey. Schulmeister? <laughs> Don't even go there, Schulmeister. Mm. So, on grumpyoldgeeks.com, we got a, a note from Miranda. Hi, Grumps. Yes. Your latest episode, uh, 152, really got me thinking. I agree that there is a problem with millennials using their phones more than talking to real people. But on the flip side, texting and online communication has opened so many doors for me personally. By making it easier to reach out and to learn from people that I might not meet in everyday life. Mm -hmm. At the same time, now that it's so easy to live with our own bubbles, we've got to make a conscious effort to reach out to people while walking down the street, while at the coffee shop, similar to how we make a conscious effort to exercise and eat healthy. The movie WALL-E addressed both of these issues, which we have already talked about on this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, on Modern Life, I totally agree that it can be crummy for mental health. A good friend with bipolar recently moved to a hippie commune, and it damn near saved her life. Well, I hope it saved her life and not damn near <laughs> saved her life, because if it damn near saved her life, she's dead. <laughs> the hustle and bustle of trying to live in the city was too much for her. She still has bipolar, but is now able to function and feel a self-worth that wasn't possible for her with the restrictions of modern-day society. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Miranda. Um, I agree with almost everything you said, except for making the conscious effort to reach out to people while walking down the street or while at the coffee shop. I only want to reach out to my friends, not strangers. But that seems to be a millennial thing, although maybe not because almost uh, there's so many apps that are based on like reaching out to strangers and wanting to touch them. Oh, wait, those, <laughs> yeah, those are different yeah. kinds of apps. Yes, there's many apps that talk yeah. about people wanting to touch each other. But <laughs> yeah, so there's that. I, I yeah, I mean, I agree. It's uh, I don't know. I I just I I just see I just you know everybody just especially the younger people they're just walking down the street. Uh, they're not even looking. They're just on their phones. And I thought it was bad enough with the walking. Um, I do a bike ride every single day here in Santa Monica up the up the shore and back. Um, and this is not older people. This is millennials on their damn phone, texting and browsing and whatever on the bikes. You are going to die. Okay. Here's something that happened to me this week, which was the greatest thing I think that I've ever seen. A guy was riding one of, I, I, I can't even call them hoverboards. I just call them. Oh yeah. Those stupid. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Douche cycles. I'm going to call them douche cycles. So this guy was riding his douche cycle up the week or up, up the street, up the, week. <laughs> up the street. Um, and he was taking a selfie and doing a video. I, I'm sure yeah. he was Snapchatting it and he ran straight into a light pole and I almost crashed my car because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. People just, just be aware of your surroundings. Come on. It's Darwin. Uh, Our next. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I mean, we, we, we've joked about this for three years, but now it is so pervasive. It's just it, like, it really oh. is. It's, it's beyond pervasive. Put your phone down when you're out in the wild. That's yeah. 
Yeah, anyways. Uh, Charlie H. wrote in. He said, hi, Grumps. So after the last episode, I have to ask, did John Scalzi pee in Jason's Cheerios or what? You seem to to dismiss your take on red shirts without a thought. I thought so too, Charlie. I got to admit. Like, I was like, oh, Jason's going to have something. It was just like, meh, meh, whatever. I'm not going to read it. But no, yeah, but it kinda, was actually kinda, yeah, I did. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Mm. So I followed your recommendations and beyond on the old man's war series and read or um listened to it. Yeah, I see he to listens too. Good man, yeah, good man. Well, you blew me off on Scalzi, I'm blowing you off on those. Uh never lost interest and thought it was awesome. I did skip the pseudo books in the middle, Zoe's Tale and the Sagan Diary. I'm sure I pronounced a lot of names wrong there, but oh, I've that, I'm read sorry. Them. that's Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I digress. Wanted to thank you guys for the recommendation of author Brandon Sanderson. I just finished the first second book of the Reckoner series. Plan to get to the third book as soon as my April Audible credits posts. And See, yes, I, good man, good man, good, listening good man. to books, yes. listening to books. Because you know what? Sometimes you, you just want to listen to a book because <sighs> some of us are fucking dyslexic and we can't read. Okay, well, you get the dis- Anyways, reading is a special. <laughs> <sighs> okay, and moving on. And yeah, I also listened to Ready Player One, another author I'll be following. Compelling story, really well written. You guys rock the books. Keep up the great recommendations. Um, Charlie, uh, Ready Player we gotta, One, we, don't we gotta go. We got to warn you right now. Don't go to book two. Don't go to book two. <laughs> you may have missed the episode where we discussed his second book. It was a steaming pile of crap. It was terrible. <laughs> Do not go to book two after Ready Player One. We're just going to tell you right now. We're going to save you that audible credit. Do not do it. Don't it do it. Was, was bad. It was bad. That was just bad. Oh man! But uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that I have a, a a brother in Charlie who's out there doing his his audible side. You know, mm-hmm. I really do. I appreciate that. And uh, the Scalzi stuff. You know, here's the deal with with uh, red shirts. I I don't know why I don't want to listen to that book. It might be because Will Wheaton. Like I was listening to his podcast, and he was just like. Oh, that's the sh- the book that I wanted to do, and then it came out that there was another book, and so now I'm thinking like, now I'm like being a traitor to Will if I listen to this book. I don't know. I don't know what what came about from that, but um, I have I have about seven Audible credits right now, so maybe I'll just go get it and see if Brian's right because generally he is. I I will give Brian credit. He 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 does pick good books, except for the fucking Dune series, dude. They're amazing. Just wrong. You're never allowed to read those again. And that Stephen King shit. Some of his stuff is crap, but most of it's good. Anyways, <laughs> uh, final comment that we got. Uh, uh, it's my turn. Damn it. Oh. Julian writes the grumpy old geek podcast should not be the best of up to speed. I, for the first time, deleted your Friday podcast before finishing it. That's right. Ryan, would you- for- Shut up. That's that's why we decided you were going to read the comment because I'm going to be the one that responds to it because exactly. you're you're just going to fucking blast him a new asshole. If no, I'm not. You, it, this is Brian. This is in yep. your court. Well, well, here we go. The, here's the deal, Julian. I'm sorry that you feel that way. We're still we, we're two weeks into doing up to speed. We're still trying to figure out exactly what it is supposed to be, uh, what the flow is going to be, what kind of stories are up to speed stories, and what kind of stories are more for our weekly grumpy old geeks podcast uh bear with us on that um but there's always going to be a bit of crossover how could there not be uh we're gonna the up to speed thing is supposed to be like we're gonna do 10 to 15 stories that you need to know for the day some of them are going to be really big stories that we're going to want to talk about more on friday and there may be updates as well so there's going to be some crossover deal with it 
deal with it. You can find us on Twitter at GOG Podcast or on Instagram at Grumpy Old Geeks or on Patreon at patreon.com slash GOG. We have a website, shocking, at grumpyoldgeeks.com where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, or better yet, ask us questions that we can read on the air. If you have friends, <coughs> drop a marker. If you have friends, please tell them about it. <laughs> oh, God, I was choking to death. Um, Doing great. If you have friends, please. Hey, shh, shh. At some point, Jason will make it through this. If you have friends, please tell them about the show. And please, if you like the show, drop us an iTunes review. They really do help us out. And it, it'll, it'll only take a minute. It's a minute. Or two, if you're slow. Just go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes, and it will take you right there. At the library. I would like to say I, I read some new books this week. I've, I've got a stack on, on my bedside, actual real physical ones, plus a couple on my Kindle. Uh, a bunch of really good sci-fi. Enough with the, the, the got to have a physical book and on the Kindle. Come on. I wanna, I'm not dyslexic. Well, but you uh, can I, still listen to a book when you're on your bike ride. You don't have to be a jerk about it. Well, that's where I listen to podcasts. Oh, like ours. Perfect. Yeah, I always listen to our stuff. Anyways, uh, I did read a book this week, and uh, uh, I was very uh, accommodating with Jason's crazy crises today and recording late, and I'm hoping that he will do the same for me in the future because the book I read was Be Prepared, A Practical Handbook for New Dads. Because you got your girl knocked up. Yeah, that is happening, (laughs) so... um, so I'm trying to read up on it because I've not been in this situation before. So yeah, uh, the entire future is now different. The entire future is now different. And if you ever, ever yes. give me shit about posting a picture of a puppy, I will kill you. Because oh, no. No, no, you, no. Are, you are going to be doing the exact no, same thing. No, no. I will actually say right now, Jason, that if I start to post too many pictures of... Too many? What's too many? Is that well, like porn? I'll, like you know it when you see it? Do we have to relate porn to a discussion about me having a child? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about what porn that probably wouldn't have happened. So anyway, <laughs> true um, that, true that. No, I, I will rely on your discretion to go ahead and tell me, Hey man, stop that. See, here's the thing. I, I, if you told me to stop it, I wouldn't because I love my puppy and you're going to, you're going to love your child. And I only told you not to post it on the grumpy old geeks Instagram. I only did it once. Because people needed to see what Bam Bam looked like. And I did it once, and then I walked away. APD.me enough. Uh, excuse me. I walked away when I was done with that first post. That was it. Because it was, it was germane to the conversation. But anyway, my friend, I congratulate you heavily and heartily, and I cannot wait for you to have as little sleep as I have, which means that we will probably have to never do this show again. Because uh, yep, <laughs> yep. Might be the end of the show. We'll see. No, it, I it seriously might be the end of the show. Do it. Uh, the up to speed thing. Well, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. yeah so, so congratulations. Is is it a good book? Oh uh, yes, actually I was going to, I've also, yeah, I mean, well, we're talking about the book. So why yeah. don't you tell me about, no, this, is the book is any good? Great. Like what to expect when you're expecting? I mean, that's, that's kind of the gold standard, right? And that's mostly for chicks really. I mean, there's some stuff in there. This is a down and dirty. This is the real deal. Here's what you're going to have to deal with man up. 
book. Mm. Um, no, this is my sister gave this to me actually. Uh, she got it for uh, for her husband when they were expecting their first child, um, my my nephew, and uh, she said she bought it as a joke. And then uh, the the husband said, yeah, "It's not a joke. This is what every new husband needs to read." Okay, and yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, there will be poop. Oh, I know. That's lots that's... and lots and lots of poop. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. Welcome to fatherhood. Yeah, I'm going to go get a beer now because I'm not going to be able to in a couple months. We'll be right back. Enjoy a word from our sponsors. Software, apps, and gadgets. I bought a drone. Uh, yes. I bought the oh. Hubsan H501S <laughs> X4 FPV brushless drone. Talk I'm about a stupid name for Glad they've product. sorted out branding for these products and coming up with cool names. <laughs> yeah, no, I bought this from the Boing Boing store because they've been doing a bunch of stuff. And the funny thing about the Boing Boing store, if you don't know this yet, it's exactly the same as the Laughing Squid store because <laughs> they're all friends and they share the same damn store. Uh, but uh, the, the difference was I got the email about this drone sale earlier than the Laughing Squid store. So, uh, you know, Shenny and, and Corey got the money instead of, you know, <laughs> Laughing Squid. So I, I go. got it. It's coming. I can't wait for it. It's got a really good camera. But what it has for me is the um, the follow me function. So I can, you know, I, I got to get the app. And Finally, can, something will listen to you and follow you. Yes, oh man, you are just. Oh, I don't know what we're gonna do at this meetup tomorrow. We just might, we just might have to go out back and have some Fight Club action. All right. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to getting it, and uh, as soon as I do, I'll be posting stuff to our Patreon page at Patreon.com/gog. No, I'm looking forward to this. I, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about wanting to get a drone as well, so uh, you beat me to it. I'm looking forward to your your review and if you like it that might be uh, i might end up getting it as well so we'll see um apple ios 9.3 came out this week uh we've all updated i just want to report for the regular listeners bluetooth did not turn on exactly um, okay so so do, yeah. do we have do we have a consensus here so is it the odd numbers that don't turn on just only the evens kind of like star trek where they I think so yeah it's one good movie one bad movie yeah i think so i think that's pretty much how it works yeah. So. Uh, Night Shift is amazing, though. I'm Night Shift loving, is really nice. Loving it. Except I found out on my iPad Air 1, uh, it really does kind of flicker a lot. Right. Like I was watching uh, some Daredevil on Netflix last night because Daredevil season two is out and I'm loving it. But uh, it was flickering a, a ton with the Netflix app. So well, maybe it's not, they go it's back, not perfect uh, yet, but it maybe. still works really good. Maybe they can go talk to the Flux guys that they screwed over and figure out a way to get it to work right. Yeah, the Flux guy is one guy. Sorry, Flux guy. Um, and we've also talked a lot uh, in the past about the different sites that are out there that you can sell your equipment to, your old stuff, your old iPhones, your old iPads, whatnot. Apple has launched their own uh, program now, which is pretty cool. It's called the Apple Renew Program. And uh, pricing is competitive. I've had a couple things that I've been thinking about getting rid of. Um, it's actually basically better than than amazon or better than a uh, gazelle um better and than it, gazelle yeah better than gazelle no way yeah the prices are are better and it's also got the convenience of you can just take him to a store near you 
You don't even have to do the shipping, which is super nice. Yeah, no, I go to the Apple store like, you know, a couple times a week. So that's good. Um, I didn't know it was better than Gazelle. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I priced out. I've got an iPad 2 that I've been wanting to sell. And the prices, uh, the best price I got was through Apple's program. So kudos to you guys for launching it and uh, for making it competitive. That's awesome. No, that's really awesome because I've got that iPad Air 1 I have to get rid of. I've got an... uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, iPhone four. I've got an iPhone five S I've got like all of these Apple things that I need to get rid of because I need to go get my new Apple pro. One of the reasons that I think Apple is able to make it competitive and probably could actually pay even more is unlike Gazelle and other services, they aren't trying to resell. They don't care about reselling the stuff. They want the stuff that's on the inside. They want the parts. Yeah. Cause they have that crazy new robot that they, you know, talked about this week on their, yeah, their whole thing. Um, yeah. So they, yeah, they're, they're just going to take the guts and resell it. So yep. they're going to, they're going to resell the phone that you just sold them back to you. And that's yep. pretty much what they do. That's fine. Media candy. You mentioned the new season of daredevil. I've been watching that as well. It's actually fantastic. I think I'm four episodes into it now. I just, I just got to number four this morning. Yeah. And I, and I'm sorry, I'm watching it on my iPad. Okay. Well, I have. Here's the funny part. I have a 52 inch TV in my bedroom. You're right. It was it was easier to watch it on my iPad because the dog was going crazy. Okay. I'll never. (laughs) But I love the show. I love the show. I think I think the writing. It here's the deal about the new season of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. The Punisher is classically one of the worst characters in comics history. All right. You know, you cannot get a good Punisher movie. I mean, was it Hasselhoff was the Punisher? Give me a break. This guy who was the, you know, the buddy sidekick in The Walking Dead in season one and two. um, He is the Punisher in this. And he was amazing. And the the dialogue that they gave him, I I had chills when he was talking about his family dying. I had chills. It was um, it was just unbelievable. It has been well done. I've enjoyed it. And uh, and there's less kung fu for people like you, Brian, who don't like kung fu. I don't mind some kung fu, and even you admitted that it got a little ridiculous last season. It so. did, it did, but you know, still go back to Daredevil season one, episode two, and watch that scene in the hallway, and you will just be like, "That's amazing." Yep. No. Very okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's all good. I, okay. I'm really enjoying the second season. The other thing I was super surprised about, I got all the way through House of Cards season four, and it was good. Yeah. It, no, uh, it wasn't good. It was great. After the season three season mess. Season three was God. a debacle. <laughs> it was a debacle. I, I, I was convinced I was never going to watch the show again, but I got sucked in. And uh, yeah, it was very, very good. And I just love the website that they launched of uh, FU 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it, it's so good. It's, it's, a, it's, a good uh, it's a good waste of some time. Yeah. Um, see, see, that's the thing that most people didn't even figure that out till like recently. It's like, <laughs> Frank Underwood, FU. FU. That's why yeah. he has the, uh, what are the hell those things they're called? Because I never wear suits. Uh, they're, they're called, uh, shit, I even forgot. Um, uh, not. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, whatever the hell they are, but they say F and U on it. It's, it's very yes. funny. Um, X-Men Apocalypse star, Lucas Till. Now, I don't even remember him. I'm looking at him now. He's a pretty boy. I can see this casting. Unfortunately, we're getting another reboot. Uh, They're rebooting MacGyver, and he is the new MacGyver. Oh, you know what? Here's the deal about MacGyver. Mm. I never liked MacGyver. 
I love. I, I, I didn't give a shit about MacGyver. I love ever. It. it was good. Nope, I'm not looking care. forward to the reboot because I don't think it'll work in this day and age. Because now you could just Google everything that he did. Um, but here's yeah. here's the issue with MacGyver and and what we just went through with the Punisher. If the writing is good, mm-hmm. the show is good. So if they have a good team behind doing this reboot, yep. I, you know, maybe I'll like MacGyver now. I don't know. If they don't give him a mullet, I'm not watching. He's got, well, the picture that you sent, he has a mullet. So it's, it's close. Yeah. yeah um, party, party in the what is it, uh, business up front party in the back. Yes. Yes. The best hairstyle ever. Um, the worst the, hairstyle ever. <laughs> the new underworld album is actually out in full. Now they are one of my favorite bands. Um, it's great. It's oh, so good. Anyways, uh, the oh yeah, yeah. Did you ever figure out what Barbara Barbara we f- we face a shining future means? Uh, beyond the fact of gushing over the new album, this is the point in media candy. I did figure out what it means. I thought it would be some quote. I thought it was like some quote from some crazy sci-fi movie. It's not. This is actually quite touching. Uh, Rick Smith, who is the main keyboardist, uh, a guy who writes almost all the music. Uh, Carl Hyde is the lyricist. Uh, Rick Smith came up with the title of the album through his father, which is one of the last things he said before he died uh carl hyde in an interview said that rick's mother's name is barbara and said that she was fearful of the future without him and that's when his father said to her that quote that would then become the title of the album oh damn i need a tissue now that's that's that's, is that not beautiful that's pretty fucking amazing i think we might have to do uh we face the shining future as the title of this episode moron of the week I'd like to personally thank all you anti-vaxxers out there because uh, you've done what science has basically tried so hard to stop you from doing. You've brought back measles and whooping cough. I, th- I think it's be whooping cough. Whooping. Oh, another thing I'm saying wrong. Exactly. <laughs> it's whooping cough. Yeah, uh, researchers at Emory and John Hopkins University have determined through a National Institute of Health review that the rise in measles is directly attributable to vaccine. Refusal. Did um, you hear that? I think ev- you I fuckers think everybody heard it. it. <laughs> I think everybody in the the Southern California area probably heard it. But. Well, good, because there's a lot of these assholes in Santa Monica, and I hope they fucking heard it. Winter is trumping. Winter is trumping. I don't really care what your political views are. Even if you're for Trump, this is quite possible. Well, if you're for Trump, then go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Honestly, go fuck yourself. Um, I agree. Uh, This is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, this is so damn well done. This is so funny. This is so well put together. Kudos. This is, uh, yeah, this is one of the best videos we've ever seen. It'll be in the show notes. Go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 153. Yes. Scroll down and check it out because it is hilarious. And it it, 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 it sums everything on. up. It sums everything up. It is spot on. Uh, there's, yeah, it, perfect. Yeah. Well, well done, guys. Well done. Well done. 
Uh, and in other web's not dead news, I, I we talk a lot about the death of journalism. One thing that I would say um, that the internet has helped with, and a journalistic style that is not in in any danger, would be the irony and and the the, the onion style of journalism. Okay, because that is doing very well. Um, and we, even though the onion is owned by the crazy man, yeah, I know that's, that's an unfortunate thing. But apparently, there's also uh, one called the Beaverton. Okay, we're going to a site called the Beaverton. North America's trusted source of news. It's obviously Canadian. There's the Maple Leaf right there. Okay, Uh, okay. I'm very connected to the Canadian music industry, um, and I talked briefly about Gian Gomeshi uh, when he first was accused of the sexual assaults and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, He has gone through his whole trial. He managed to get off because women cannot uh, apparently be sexual. You know what? he, you should choice. say you should say that he was found innocent instead of saying getting off because oh. there's a real big difference. <laughs> That's true. So, anyways, there's nobody I know that doesn't know he's guilty and thinks he's guilty. And oh, it's, really? They're very upset about this, and uh, the the I, I stayed out of saying anything about it because I just did. But then all of a sudden, I saw this article, and it encapsulates my opinion perfectly. Uh, Nation's women fucking done with this shit. <laughs> uh, tagline Canada sources report that the nation's women are so fucking done with all this goddamn bullshit if you assault women it's your fault and your problem fucking get it together or get the fuck out we're not doing this anymore okay that, that, so so here this is this is the issue with like sending me a link and not giving me backstory because I thought this guy is the one that wrote the article this is the women of Canada writing yes. the article yes the women of Canada have gotten together and put together an article um, and I I, I think it's worth a read, even though it is tongue in cheek and obviously very funny. They're telling the truth. Okay. So this guy, you, you, you firmly believe that he did it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. We're going to go with that. And also Jared uh, from subway is now serving. <laughs> he's serving stakes to prison guards. So, you know, there, there, there is some justice in the world. Yes. I am a huge fan of David Letterman now that he's in retirement because (laughs) I was a huge fan of him back when he did the show. I was not. I never really liked David Letterman. He was not my guy. You know, he was not my guy. Uh, Craig Ferguson was my guy. Um, Jay Leno was obviously not anybody's guy. Um, I, Johnny Carson was my guy because I grew up when, you know, people Mm -hmm. were old, (laughs) Um, but (laughs) <laughs> this it came out this week on CNN that uh, David Letterman is down in uh, the the islands, you know, probably hiding money. But he looks <laughs> unbelievably not like David Letterman. He's bald with a giant beard yep. and having a great time. The yep. big, the, he's got the biggest smile on his face. He's just like if 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 his smile could be translated. With a Google Translator bot, it would say, fuck you, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually upset with the photographers that went and found him and then took this picture. He is done. He retired. He does not care. Um, he is out. He is the anti-Jay Leno. He always was anyways. But yeah, Jay Leno, well, Jay yeah, Leno, you know why? Because he had talent. Jay David Letterman had talent. Jay Leno has none. 
Jay Leno, who can't effing retire, and every time he retires, he comes back with another show or is trying to get on another goddamn show or trying to show up on somebody else's show. Go exactly. away, Leno. Nobody likes you. Yes. No, no, nobody I would likes him you. back in two seconds, but he obviously does not give a F. No, he, he doesn't. And you can say he does not give a fuck because this is our show. Uh, but he right. does look like a bad Santa. He he's like, he's got, been, he's got the rosy cheeks. He's got, he's bald. He's got the big white beard. I just, I love the fact that he is happy. You know, yeah. that's what, that, that's one of those things that, you know, Jay Leno is not happy because he is quote unquote retired. How many times? And he know. feels the need to come back yep. and keep working. David Letterman is like, I'm going for a jog on an Island. Kiss yeah. my ass. You look, know, <laughs> look, and if you're listening, Mr. Letterman, um, if you do want to come back, uh, bad Santa was a good movie. Bad Santa two with you as the lead. Even better. Even better. It, it, even though I think there was a bad Santa two, so he could come back for bad Santa three. There was a two. Oh God. Closing shout out. I don't generally care about Twitter accounts, but I'm oh, going please. to. Oh, give oh, me a break. You are the Twitter big defender on the show. No, I don't care about individual Twitter accounts. Okay. So there is a Twitter account called Black Metal Cats, which I think is genius. You know, I, I mean, I've talked about a couple of them. I talked about Samuel L. Startup and you know the other ones. But yes. this one is pictures of cats with death metal lyrics to go alongside them. And it just puts a smile on my face. Every time they make a post, I cannot, I cannot say anything bad about this Twitter account. They are amazing. And, okay. and there's no, there's no affiliate links. They're not doing, they're doing it for the fun of it, which is amazing. Unlike us, we affiliate link the crap out of this stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pay us some fucking money because we're broke. <laughs> I, I just, these guys, Hey, I got a like, kid on the way. I got some mouths to feed people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash GOG. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's your shout out. Okay, Black Metal Cats. I have to do a shout out to Gary Shandling. Uh, he passed away unexpectedly yesterday. Um, and it wasn't our fault. I want to put that yeah, out there. That this was not our fault. Ever mentioned Gary Shandling on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, I mean, I mean, if you talk about an icon that, that I, I, I remember vividly when uh, the, it's, uh, what was the first one? The uh, this is the Gary Shandling show. Yeah, the Gary it was Shandling like on show. HBO yeah. early, early in the day, and I remember my parents letting me stay up to actually watch it because it, it was just so damn weird and so damn funny. Uh, no, he he's an icon. He was an, a complete <clears throat> icon in comedy, and I yeah. watched every episode of his show. Yeah, like way back in the day, and and the Larry Sanders show when he did that, which was also effing genius. And I mean, he created. There would be no Office, there would be no Ricky Gervais if it weren't for Gary Shandling. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Gervais would not not be able to post pictures of himself half naked in his bed, yeah. which he did last night, which was weird. Um, <laughs> without Gary Shandling, yeah. uh, Gary Shandling was he he was the first like supreme dry comedian. Yeah. You know, I think because at least in, in our generation, well, you know, I'm not going to say he was, he's the first one, but he was, he was so dry, but he was also so astute about well, yeah. what he, he was talking about. And he took the art form into breaking the fourth wall, which nobody had ever really done successfully. Um, yeah, Success, the, successfully being the operative word. Yeah, People have tried to word. do it, but yeah. But you have to be his level of comic genius to be able to pull it off. And he did. And, uh, he will be missed. I mean, I know he 
bowed out of public life, much like Letterman is now. Uh, he didn't really show up. He wasn't doing anything. But uh, my God, your body of work. Unbelievable. Unbelievable body of work. Yes, he was. He was so good. And it's really sad that he's gone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I when I when I saw it come through my feed this morning, I was just like. It was one of those ones where I'm just like, really, is this a, it, it, am I being punked? Because he, he was so young that I yes, didn't really think that there was anything so. wrong with him, you know? Anyways, we will, um, we will have a drink to him tomorrow. At, we will, uh, yeah, at we will toast him. Tomorrow, if you want to come on down, please do. We will see you there. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, all three years of this crap. <laughs> <laughs> three years of this crap. Way to, way to really sell it. Hey, you know, it is what it is. I call a spade a spade. Grumpy Old Geeks is a partially fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars. Or, better yet, tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and <laughs> Apple Music. <laughs> I still can't believe you're on Apple Music. I'm or, not. I can't. I'm trying. Yeah. Or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stachansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash house of Andy. And he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 153. This is the theme to Gary Show, the opening theme to Gary Show.